Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as my throwing a sports story or something going on in my personal life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Friday. You may actually probably be getting this uh, podcast out on Saturday. I'm, I'm recording it right now, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it edited and uploaded in time. We are leaving this morning, uh, me and my youngest, to a baseball tournament in, and it is in Kilgore, Texas, which is, uh, it's going to be a two hour drive and have two games today. And then we will drive back. And then tomorrow night we have a game in just outside of Tyler, which is still another two hours. And then we drive back. And then on Sunday we have another game in, in Tyler. So that's a Busy, busy weekend. A lot of times we'll stay over in a hotel room, but the timing, the schedule, the way the games are, and the fact that it's just a two, it's a two hour drive doesn't make, make sense. We're going to, we'd be spending a lot of time just sitting in the hotel room. So we can drive. If I get tired, he, he's got his permit so he can drive as well. So it's all good. But like I said, it's kind of busy and uh, trying to get it recorded today. And then we will hopefully get it edited and uploaded tomorrow morning before we head out for our other game. So a lot of things going on this week in the, in the Second Amendment. And as a lot of people have probably heard, uh, big news came out of California last week where uh, Judge Roger Benitez, and we've had him before. He has come down with some, some, some pretty interesting rulings out of California. He ruled that the assault weapon ban of Ken California is unconstitutional. And uh, he wrote a 94-page decision on it. And he, he really lays out the very well argued argument for not banning assault weapons, quote unquote, assault weapons, based on all the arguments that the, the left has and the fact that it's unconstitutional and that they're protected by the Second Amendment. So if I'm gonna, a few of the points that he made in his ruling are, well, the first thing he addressed is that the AR-15 is a modern sporting rifle and it is protected by the Second Amendment. And based on the Heller decision that said that it had a test in the Heller decision about if something's in common use, that it is protected. And he makes that argument and points out that there are more more AR-15 style rifles out there than there are Ford F-150 trucks. And so he makes it clear that they are definitely in common use. Another argument against the uh, AR-15 style rifle is that they are killing machines. They're deadly accurate. And he again makes the argument that accuracy does not make something unlawful. In fact, it's a key component for the legal use of, of the firearms, a key component in, in their legal use in, in regards to hunting, self-defense, competition shooting, those types of things. And that he also states that you, you don't want, it's illogical to base it on accuracy. You wouldn't want a firearm to be inaccurate. Uh, that makes it m- uh, more dangerous, in fact. Another argument that the left makes in, and they made in this case is that th- there's other alternatives uh, for self-defense. You don't need an AR-15. You don't need an assault rifle, a weapon of war to protect you because you've got other defenses, other uh, solutions. You can use a shotgun. Uh, you can... Um, uh, use a baseball bat if you if she so desire. And again, he says having alternatives such as pistols and shotguns as a limiting filter is does not justify a ban because there is no 
limit on it that you can continue to ban and ban and ban to where you finally only have is a single shot derringer left or even worse a baseball bat another argument that they make is that it can fire rapidly in the style of of the m16 and again he corrects them and explains that the the while the ar-15 and m16 look like they are not the same and that the m16 has a rapid fire and a semi-automatic selection. The AR-15 can only fire semi-automatic, and it is not a rapidly firing weapon. And then he makes the, this is one of the things that, arguments that he also makes is that its features, like a folding stock, a retractable stock, bayonet lug, do not turn the AR-15 into a more lethal firearm, and thus make it illegal. And then this argument here, and this is the last one I'll talk about, is one that I've not heard before, and it is it is so important and to to echo out there. And he refers to a heckler's veto, and by that he says that just because if you you, you go on the premise that the firearms are used by criminals and in mass shootings and stuff, just because they're used for illegal purposes does not make them unconstitutional or that they should be banned. He compares it to a heckler's veto, that if if somebody is uh, using free speech to do unlawful acts, you have to deal with the unlawful acts they're doing, not with the fact that they're utilizing free speech and banning free speech. So just because somebody's doing something illegal with something, again, you know, driving drunk, if... You're driving drunk. People don't go and take away the ban the cars. They deal with the the illegal action, right? And that putting that uh, then that thus essentially allows the criminals to dictate what can be legal and what can't be illegal by what they utilize. I really like that argument. So I'll link to his his ruling in my notes, and you can go out there and read it. There are a lot of great arguments in it. Second thing that came up this week was that the Department of Justice, in response to President Biden's request for some proposed rules on how to eliminate or reduce um, AR-15 style pistols, issued their proposed rule on pistol braces. And that came out today. And in fact, the comment period is already open. So I will put a link in my notes to as well as what the where you can go out and make comments. It's important to go out and make comments. I just checked on the comments being made for the uh, proposed rule on the definitions of frames and receivers, and it's over 50,000 comments right now. So good job, everybody. I mean, we've got to get those comments. I didn't go through all of them, but they are definitely against this ruling, and we're letting our voices be heard. Now, in this proposed rule, again, the Department of Justice and ATF, they are staying true to form. They are presenting something that is vague, and it's convoluted in terms of how to interpret what is a pistol brace and a short barrel rifle. So the first thing I do, just as they did with the frame receiver, they've got to change some definitions to fit what they want. So they are adding an additional sentence to clarify the term of a rifle to include any weapon with a rifle barrel and equipped with an attached stabilizing brace that has objective design features that indicate the firearm is designed to be fired from the shoulder as indicated. And now what they've done is they've created this worksheet, ATF worksheet 1499, or I'm sorry, ATF worksheet 4999. And I'll put a link where you can see this worksheet. And what you have to do as either a manufacturer 
or an individual owner, if you've got a pistol brace, you're going to have to go out and fill out this worksheet. And it's got categories such as adjustability, rear surface area, stabilizing support, length of pull, attachment method. It's two pages. And you add up all the points. And if the points come up to a certain amount, then that means it's most likely going to be considered a pistol brace. So, but again, nothing definitive. And Everybody's going to do this. And so the thing about this rule that we've talked about is in the swipe of a pen, they are going to turn millions of firearms owners into felons because now they're going to be owning what could potentially be considered a, a regulated firearm and a short barrel rifle. And what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to submit, submit it to the ATF for evaluation and if, and then wait. And but in the meantime, they're legally in possession potentially of an SBR. So most prudent people are just going to go out and destroy all of these pistol braces. So again, this is very tenuous in the fact that I mean, you're going to be just you're creating criminals just with the swipe of a rule. And it, and again, it's it's very vague. And go back to my other argument. Why? What is what is why are we banning short barrel rifles? What's wrong with them? Again, is it because they're used in crimes? And now we're again, go back to that heckler's veto. That's going to be one of my favorite ones. I'm going to go into it a lot. Just because criminal use it doesn't make it unconstitutional. So just remember that. And last thing is they did come up with their model legislation as the President Biden requested on red flag for red flag uh, laws and the, the extreme risk protection orders. And in my podcast from last week, I talk about, I have a podcast on red flag laws. So go back and listen to it if you want to get some information about red flag laws. But in this proposed legislation, again, they're just, anybody can file a petition against you, law enforcement, family members, household members, dating or intimate partners, healthcare providers, school officials, or in quotes, any other appropriate person. So What's the definition that can file for a petition of an extreme protection order? And again, your rights are taken away, your guns are confiscated, and then you have to come back and prove that you are not a risk to you or your or someone else. And then you may still not get your firearms back. So again, these red red flag laws one they don't work, and two they are a, vi- a violation of due process they are unconstitutional in their their pure nature and right now they're they're and again all they deal with are firearms so if it, they, somebody files a petition and says you're crazy you're crazy they're coming and take your firearms but they don't do anything else they don't put you in a, a, a facility they they don't they don't take away your knives they don't take away anything else they don't take away your car keys nothing they just take away your firearms so I mean, there's other provisions already out there in existing laws where you can uh, deal with people that are having mental issues, and those just need to be utilized instead of creating a special legislation around firearms. So those are my points. I'll put all links in my show notes. And also, I'm going to put a link uh, to where you can go and make sure, because we've got here in Texas, our Senator Cornyn is partnering with a Democratic senator to try and create legislation for universal background checks. I'm going to put a link in my show notes to where you can go and submit a, a, a letter to your senators and tell them do not support this law. So we got to continue this, you know, about action, action, action. We got to be active in all this and get our voices heard. It is important to continue to protect our Second Amendment rights. So I appreciate everybody listening. Again, subscribe to this podcast. Give it five stars if you rate it. 
And, you know, my contact information is in the show notes. Follow me, email me, let me know your thoughts. And I appreciate you listening and y'all have a great week.